0: with uh, immunological programming. So let's say your immune system is presented with something foreign, an antigen. And that antigen is going to be uh, met with something called the antigen presenting cell. And this antigen presenting cell is a part of our immune system. It's gonna take a piece of that antigenic material and bring it back.
1: Delgado here with Dr. Anil Bajnath. Dr. Bajnath, you're on the fighting lines. We've got a lot of things going on with this uh, immune system. The people have no understanding whatsoever, in my opinion, about how the immune system really works. Dr. Anil Bajnath. You have studied for a better part of over 20 years, and I'm cutting away to a slide of uh, a white blood cell that you can't see on your screen, but I'm showing the people an actual live white blood cell on the screen that has lobes, it has lysosomes. You can see these power packs inside that digest foreign proteins, bacteria, viruses. Can you give us a brief description of what's going on
0: with the immune
1: system? And now I have you on our screen, Dr. Anil.
0: Oh, thank you, Nick. Yeah, so we're looking at, um, you know, just uh, the overall dynamics of the immune system. And I I guess get a better appreciation of how it all works and why it's important. I like to make reference to different fields of the military and um, their specific roles in society and keeping regulation Um, because with our immune system, it's a highly coordinated regulated system orchestrated to respond to minimal disturbances of everyday activity. That's your neutrophils and almost like your police. And then we have the SWAT team, which is like your natural killer cell activity. We have the intelligence department that goes in there and gathers information. Um, Those are your antigen presenting cells. And they bring it back to the CIA and uh, the FBI for which those are your other immune cells that respond to uh, information and uh, in, in the system or dysregulation in the system it could be infection it could be toxic it could be um, viral it could be multiple other triggers Um, there's something called uh, molecular mimicry when our tissue um, triggers the immune system to attack itself Um, so the the role of the immune system is is pretty dynamic and is involved in our self-preservation at battling environmental exposures to different things Um, so starting off, I, I'm not too sure what kind of cell you're looking at right now because I can't see your screen, but it's, it's important to know that we have different branches of our immune system starting off with a uh, innate versus adaptive immunity. And that innate immunity is typically what we see Um, within our everyday peripheral blood circulation with the neutrophils and those neutrophils working like the police officers that go in there and maintain law and order. By the way, we're
1: looking at a basophil right now, but I I switched away and I'll look for a a few neutrophils as well.
0: Perfect, yeah, and again, there's so many different types of white blood cells with different roles and identifying the difference between um, innate versus adaptive immunity is, uh, is it's a very important concept um, in regards to how our immune system battles with different challenges. Um, with that being said, um, you know, the the topic of discussion of what's going on right now is shielding and, and, and fortifying our immune system so that it could deal with different insults um, with what's going on with the COVID uh, virus is uh, a very important topic of discussion. But at the same time, it's important to recognize that everything that we say and endorse isn't intended for medical treatment or a uh, substitute for that, and definitely don't recommend going out and mega-dosing on vitamins or anything to that effect. But using uh, specific products responsibly and, and knowing why you would do certain things to drive specific pathways. Um, but and, and doing that, um, I think looking at the immune system, again, from this this idea of, innate versus adaptive and the role of adaptive immunity and how it influences our body's response to these different environmental uh, threats Um, and if you want to discuss viral issues and looking at how those viral threats activate a very specific part of the immune system called your th1 response so if you want to talk about that a little bit further, we can move, move forward in that direction.
1: Yeah, it's pretty fascinating. I'm not sure that a lot of practitioners are even familiar with the TH uh, response. And so let's, let's kind of break it down into that, please.
0: Uh, so yeah, we have the different uh, subsets of adaptive immunity, uh, which involve something called lymphocytes. Lymphocytes are very specific cells that are generated from very specific tissues in our body that respond to things a little bit more selectively uh, with care and concern with uh, immunological programming. So let's say your immune system is presented with something foreign, an antigen, and that antigen is going to be uh, met with something called the antigen presenting cell. And this antigen-presenting cell is a part of our immune system. It's going to take a piece of that antigenic material and bring it back to what's called T, T0 cells. And these T, cell, T helper cells or T0 cells basically take this information and depending on the different cell signals and communications, like uh, if uh, there's specific uh, cell signaling molecules called interleukins, drives specific activation of the immune system so what does that mean well we have a foreign body let's say it's a virus and this virus comes in and it's met with its initial uh greeter which is your antigen presenting cell the antigen presenting cell takes that information and brings it back to your T cells and helps program those T cells to build an immune response what's called a cytotoxic T cell response to that viral illness. That's mediated by several different interleukins and cytokines, most notably what's called your interleukin 12 to interferon gamma and tumor necrosis factor. And that goes in and helps with uh, macrophages, which are basically going to go in there and eat some of this material and help program that cell-mediated cell-mediated immunity. So, when dealing with viruses, big picture, you're driving this this specific pathway of what's called Th1 um, immunity, and uh, it's it's important to know how that works in re- in regards to the other parts of the immune system. For example, there's the Th2 portion of the immune system which is called humoral immunity and this is where you start developing antibodies totally different uh response to different bacteria and other um, fungal forms and so forth which go in there and help program that side of the immune system but typically viruses work on that whole th1 uh, pathway more dominantly and i have
1: a question while we're talking about viruses and bacteria there There's many people who certainly appreciate the need for hand sanitizers. And uh, <laughs> I went to the local uh, health food. Uh, store and uh, just, just, I'm, I'm going to show a, a moment here. I picked up some uh, witch witch hazel, okay, and I picked up, uh, according to Dr. Kathleen Geringer uh, a combination of uh, aloe vera, and this is one with witch hazel and aloe vera, and then I added a, a, a little bit of uh, essential oils. Now, there are ingredients in these hand sanitizers that may not be as friendly to and, and let, let me let me address an issue. Is it true that there's bacteria even on our hands and there's kind of a friendly type ratio of bacteria and there's probably unfriendly bacteria? That's why we keep are being told, use hand sanitizers, wash our hands. But more importantly, you may just need to wear gloves when you're out and about, uh, surgical gloves. What do you feel about this whole thing with hand sanitizers and hand washing and
0: sur- surgical gloves? Have we come to this? Um. Yeah, most definitely, man. We gotta keep our hands protected and not touch our face like we we tend to do. You know, the average person I think touches their face ten times an hour, uh, consciously wow. or subconsciously. Yeah, and, and by uh,
1: the way, Doctor McDougall says he wears surgical gloves when he's out and about, so he remembers not to touch his face. That was the main reason.
0: Yeah, and I, I is I that think true? It's, Really beneficial if if you need that constant reminder, or you could be like me, where I'm washing my hands like a 100 times a day easily in between <laughs> seeing patients. So, oh, my gosh. Um, yeah. It, it, it's, yeah, hand sanitizer, all this stuff is very important. And, right and what now. do you think about some of these feel? natural
1: soaps? Dr. Bonner's, have you looked into it? Pure Castile soap, and it goes back for generations. Any comments on those?
0: Yeah, it's good stuff, but I don't know if it's going to be – uh, efficacious against uh, disrupting the viral envelope of uh, COVID, so I can't say that's going to be used w- with definitively to treat it.
1: Right. No. 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 Protect yourself. Of course. Yeah. We're we're not talking about treatments, but you know the, the whole idea of sanitation and, and 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 overall good health qualities. So when the immune system and I'm cutting away to a slide that has uh, three white blood cells here, uh, mix of. A a neutrophil there, and there is a uh, monocyte, and I can see uh, you know a a few other active uh, with granular sites. So there's a granular sites and and granular site uh, white cells, right? And there's sub subcategories. And you mentioned about these B cells and killer T cells. So how does this all come together in terms of the body mounting with these five different groups of white blood cells and then the antibodies and then there's like like a, i guess you would call him a guy that's run around tagging things and it's tagging uh like foreign bodies uh marking them for destruction right is, is that kind of how a little bit in more simplistic terms
0: yeah there's definitely
1: Okay, hold on a moment, Anil. We've got a short uh, audio. In discussion. regards
0: to, you know, could you hear me now?
1: Yeah, now I can hear you. Mm-hmm.
0: So in regards to the, the tags, you know, this is, again, uh, the innate versus adaptive um, uh, connection. and and bridging the gap in regards to dealing with a threat that might be a little bit more ongoing versus something that's entered the system and it's dealt with by the innate immunity. Um, So with that being said, you know just looking at the different T cells, you brought up the discussion about antibodies. Antibodies are gonna be generated by your humoral immune response. And there's five different types of antibodies that your your B cells produce. IgA, E, D, M, and G. You know, IgE is involved with your anaphylactic-like responses, and secretory IgA is actually really important for mucosal immunity, um, whereas IgM is involved with some of your acute uh, uh, initial antibody response to a threat, whereas IgG is, again, if you're exposed to something long-term, it now becomes chronic and you produce these long-lasting antibodies. So, um, and those are all mediated by your humoral immunity, your B cell uh, response, um, and that's usually under that Th2 subdivision, um, which is driven by different interleukins, most notably interleukin-4, and these interleukins, like I mentioned before, uh, serve as signaling molecules to uh, the immune system for its programming. So, Dr. Anil, there are specific
1: herbs and certain whole food consumption. I know Dr. Joel Furman talks about g bomb, about uh, greens, berries, onions, mushrooms, uh, and uh, beans. And then the last thing S is, is seeds, right? So do you ascribe that the foods and the herbs potentially can potentiate a stronger immune system and uh, maybe even to a degree help us to uh, shorten the span of symptoms and recovery might be... Uh, enhance better, or in terms of this, not only the coronavirus, but any kind of flu or cold, in terms of the body's healing ability, right?
0: Yeah, well, you know, there's specific uh, compounds out there that help modulate these pathways, and you know, again, this isn't a prescription or intended to treat or diagnose, prescribe any any means of, of this infection. But I think, you know, looking at different compounds in, in terms of how it influences these specific uh, pathways is very important um, because you could be doing things counterproductive to your immune system by taking specific uh, ingredients and uh, it, have it work against you. Um, so, but with that being said, you know, again, some of the known and evidence-based Th1 support uh, molecules include ingredients like echinacea. Uh, you know, I know there's a lot of mixed evidence about echinacea. I personally only trust uh, echinacea that comes through from uh, specific companies, most notably Gaia Herbs and Herb Farm. Um yeah, I have no affiliation with those companies, but I know that they have done their research to make really efficacious products. Um, another herb that drives TH1 immunity is uh, astragalus. Astragalus is a Chinese herb that has been shown to help with a uh, pulmonary respiratory support system. It's a tonification herb and helps drive that, um, that TH1 pathway specifically. Um, so, with, with that, I think it's, it's, it's interesting to know that there are these natural compounds that modulate those specific pathways. Another big Th1 modulator and supporter is mitaki mushrooms with its beta 1,3 glucans. That's been shown to really help support the Th1 system. Um, so, those are the things that kind of drive that pathway.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you bring that up because, you know, I, I've obviously been in the field for 43 years and we use echinacea in a product I call Adrenal DMG, kind of a blatant plug. But I got to tell you, um, the garlic, the uh, the combination of ashwagandha, the use of various herbs that have been described for, you know, basically eons of 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 what the body needs to support a healthy immune system and then live detox has the turmeric and and it has the uh, availability of uh, some some other herbs that again uh, build the immune system, uh, and when you mention astragalus, we you know we put it in in the live detox. But I got to say there's a little controversy with live detox because we added apricot seed, the B17, uh, which you know is referred to as quote laetrile and the immune <laughs> yeah. system. But there's some good evidence that uh, the the immune system is is supported by uh, apricot seeds, and I know some. of the traditionalists would say oh you can't talk about that and even amazon told us you can't list a product with apricot seed so we we make it available to our customers but amazon gets the version quote without apricot seed and then we have the neuro ortho stem which has the medicinal mushrooms the mitaki and lion's mane and some of the, the the really Beneficial, what I'll call medicinal uh, mushrooms. But you know, the, the combinations oftentimes I believe work synergistically, and I, I agree with you. There's certain herbs that you should not take if you're under medical care specific to certain medications, but oftentimes a doctor will clear you for the use of these various herbs. Some people might be of the school, look, I don't want to take antibiotics when I have a virus because the antibiotics aren't gonna help me, right? So what are we gonna do then to, to combat that? You can't hurt by taking these herbs right you can do no harm is the first rule and then will it support the immune system maybe we look at the white cells improved activity there's clinical studies there's published journals about it so the next step is is it okay to kind of combine these herbs You know, looking at that wish list of, okay, I I know that the literature supports these herbs. I want to use medicinal mushrooms. No different than if you'd had an Indian meal that had turmeric, right, had mushrooms in it, and um, wherever astragalus comes from, uh, I guess astragalus herb in some Siberian country, right? So that's kind of my school of thought is hit it with the kitchen sink with every herb possible that builds up the immune system, such as garlic as well.
0: Well, I, I do think that, you know, once you use food as medicine, that's a different discussion about versus actually taking medicinal um, herbal medicines to support and drive pathways. Because if, you know, there's a, a subset imbalance. And one of the things that's important to acknowledge is that autoimmunity is directly um, it is directly mediated by a subset imbalance in one of these pathways th1 th2 th17 and those those autoimmune pathways once they get activated uh through various mechanisms and 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 injuries and insults that leads to these pathways completely dysregulated there's no um regulation of it and um now you have this attack on self-tissue and this is where you got to be careful and under the supervision i think of a a a trained physician in functional medicine or a4m or anything of that effect that knows how to look at the antibody titers and make sure you're not driving that subset imbalance of that immune system so you got to be very targeted with uh with with taking these supplements and making sure you're not causing more harm as you were you were mentioning um with with uh over driving or stimulating a specific pathway that might be counterproductive
1: i i think your point is is well taken and um i i I agree with you and you know i don't think (laughs) may i say that uh all physicians are create, created equal. And I do like the group uh, of the American Academy of Anti-Aging Medicine, obviously, because they are more attuned to traditional medicine, but then they understand the integration of complementary medicine and herbal and energy medicine and lifestyle medicine. So more and more, the doctors are becoming board certified uh, or at least achieving additional ongoing training as you have uh, done extensive training. And I know there's courses in peptides and uh, hormone and uh, endocrine in improvements. So, you know, you and I have probably attended every known course there is out there. And uh, the fact that you also are are a big fan of microscopy, uh, you know, uh, that further uh, adds, you know, look, you do teleconferencing too, right? So people can actually patch in and and share their medical records in an appropriate um, uh, consult. Uh, Telemedicine, I think, has really finally come to fruition because, you know, people all around the country and around the world might want to avail themselves of you and it'd be difficult to fly into Boston and, you know, get an appointment. And, and now with people, uh, limited flights, my gosh, it's all going to come to telemedicine, in my opinion. What do you think about that? The, the field is wide open now. I'm kind of excited about that part of it, not restricting people they can't fly in things. But, you know, you can only um, schedule so many people in a day. But telemedicine is is an exciting avenue, right? And you can have them send a sample and look at at least dry blood. But live blood, they'd have to draw blood. And for the live blood microscopy, I know they use capillary finger sticks but uh, i've taken a few pipettes out of a, a tube of blood whole blood and i can see some pretty good structures under under a microscope uh, do you ever do that from a, a tube of blood and take a look at it rather than just the capillary bed
0: i have but if i have a tube of blood i'm also going to do a stain and just do a peripheral blood stain at work um at, at my clinic we uh do peripheral blood stains throughout the day um, using conventional techniques in a clia certified lab nice um but in regards to your original um, statement there about telemedicine, I think, you know, this this crisis has made us realize the strains that it's placing on the, the infrastructure as a whole and the, the value of being able to uh, have access to a physician. And, um, you know, I'm working both um, in in clinic, you know, I'll be there for 15 hours tomorrow and then. Um, uh, when I'm not in clinic, I'm doing telemedicine, and um, it's 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 very uh, interesting times right now. And we're very privileged to live in a time where we have access to resources that we do now. And um, and uh, you know, the thing is, I, I I hate prescribing antibiotics if they're not needed, but um, it, it just just. Being able to consult with somebody with an acute condition and determine whether or not they need to um, either go see somebody in person for a physical exam or whatever it may be. So, but it's good to have that pre-filter, you know. Because the thing is, historically, everybody would go to the emergency room, and for for UTIs, cough, colds, whatever it might be, uh, individuals that weren't able to get into their primary care office. So now, you know, urgent cares have kind of fulfilled that role of uh, pre-filtering the ER. And now I think telemedicines are going to, uh, is access to telemedicine is going to further filter out individuals from going directly to their primary, pre-urgent care, and then pre-ER. So... It's all about access to care, and it's increasing access. A lot of insurance companies are incentivizing people, and I could say in the past week, there's been some changes in the laws of um, telemedicine in different states. They've allowed for greater access into new states um if you hold a board certification license active license in a state so i've been uh being able to uh help more people across different state lines now which is pretty exciting
1: oh that that's tremendous and and i'm i'm cutting away briefly to uh a slide because you mentioned peripheral blood smear and I'm showing some red blood cells with some brownie movement of some food particles, which we sometimes would call triglycerides. But within that, you can actually see little friendly bacteria uh, based on the difference between brownie movement versus bacteria that has its own kind of volition and travel uh, pathway I mean it may not be going based bacteria is not necessarily moving uh, due to Brownian movement which is molecules hitting it smaller than we can see it's it's these these uh, driven bacteria uh, salmonella, e. coli lactobacillus bacteria I mean we, we see these bacteria that are have their own propeller, if you will. There, there's even fragella-like, uh, tadpole-like looking bacteria that I've seen under the scope. You've probably seen a host of different parasites, uh, microbes, uh, probably things that uh, you know we describe in traditional medicine. And in, as you mentioned, we, we can back it up, fortunately, with some um, CLIA-approved laboratory work. And, and But sometimes the visual tool really helps people just to see their blood and then describe it, right, Dr. Neil?
0: Absolutely. And, you know, sometimes um, going back to the, the Brownian motion is basically looking at things suspended in an ionic solution. And it's just going to almost like have this little uh, vibrating frequency versus a bacteria that moves with intent and purpose, usually through quorum sensing. And uh, this quorum sensing that bacteria have actually allows for that more purposeful Movement and attention to uh, whether it's uh, attracted to feeding or tissue or whatever it may be. Um, so, back to, yeah, we definitely see some of the bacteria in the system there. Um, and we've had multiple discussions about the, the role of postprandial metabolic endotoxemia, where after you eat, there's a transient translocation of bacteria from the gut into peripheral blood circulation. And that could be reflective of, one, the type of diet you're having, and two, if there's uh, signs of uh, leaky gut syndrome or increased gut permeability. Um, so those are all uh, things that we could, we could look at.
1: Yeah, I'm cutting away to a slide and and I want people to just, I know Anil, you're at a disadvantage because you can't see my screen, but in the corner here, there's uh, what we sometimes refer to as a toxic rod or uh, a a type of bacillus bacteria and and you know they're, they're literally wigg- wiggling around and as you said they they move of their own volition and pathway and here we see uh, a special type of white cell, uh, a monocyte that often shows up uh, during times of viral activity. Uh, don't we see these monocytes like that's where the, the term mononucleosis comes from correct uh, I'm seeing a single
0: a nu- nucleus. Sort of. Sort of. Mononucleosis refers to atypical uh, B lymphocytes, right? That, and um, so, so that monocytes typically are, are very important at gathering information and responding to what's called PAMPs and DAMPs. PAMPs are Uh, pathogenic associated molecular uh, patterns and damps is damaged tissue associated molecular patterns and these PAMPs and DAMPs signal to monocytes to go in there and I wish I had some some graphs and charts to show you but the monocytes migrate into tissue and they eat these PAMPs and DAMPs and then become activated into macrophages and the macrophages work uh, to Again, help modulate mediate some of that immune system signaling and uh, track the appropriate responders, whether it's the FBI, CIA, or um, your SWAT team for resolution of whatever threat might be present.
1: Yeah, there's a few superhel- uh, superhero cells floating around too, these highly active... Uh, cells that can be collected. Uh, I, I was talking to Dr. Todd Ovoskite uh, and he was t- saying that there are certain stem cells that um, very small embryonic like stem cells and he was talking about how they have this ability to to kind of transmit a, a more youthful uh profile for the various organs and tissues that are declining and we are all at greater risk as we age but young people could be at risk to um, immune disorders and viral disorders such as the coronavirus and of course I think the biggest risk uh, group are uh, not just young people but those who are abusing their body with coffee and staying up late and not uh, taking in good nutrition, drinking soda pop and sugar and eating greasy junk fatty foods. I mean these people with little or no exercise sitting at video games uh, terminals I mean they are they are at risk as much as any older individual aren't
0: they absolutely as you get older you know there's something called thymic atrophy which occurs and that uh, part of the immune system is is dampened and the ability to mount that response is a challenge over time um, but placing additional challenges on your immune system um, as we discussed before in previous uh, discussions is, you know, all the foods and everything else places additional uh, burden on the digestive system where the bulk of our immune system is concentrated in priors patches and where a lot of the immunological program takes place. So um, yeah, mitigating those unnecessary exposures, unnecessary um, energy uh, demanding um, stressors is going to be very important to freeing up the immune systems and en- energy to deal with whatever um, response it needs uh, to take care of. Well, tremendous, Dr. Anil uh,
1: Batchanath. Uh, we, we have a website that's dedicated to doctors and to coaching, and we'll include a link where if they want to set up a tele, uh Telemedical conference with you. Uh, this is potentially possible, and uh, we'll put it in the show notes as well. Uh, we we have both DocNutrients.com and then we have LifePerformance.store and uh, your bio and your background and some of the work you're doing, and then of course they would schedule directly with you regarding your uh, rather um, intense schedule. And uh, fortunately, you're at a stage in your life where um, you're young. You you you've gone through all um, a major amount of training more than almost any medical doctor I know I mean very few doctors enter medical school with years of experience of looking at microscopy due to your passion of the pursuit of knowledge and I applaud you for for the work that you're doing and more importantly uh, anyone would be extremely fortunate to to be able to get a consult with you as some people will set up consults with myself you know 43 years of experience of looking at blood under a microscope and you know you now helping us to teach this online course of blood microscopy uh, really adds a dimension that i was looking for because you know sometimes people will say well you know what is the background what is the training and your, your credentials are impeccable so i'm really excited to have you working with us from a perspective of you know you sharing with with the world your knowledge i mean you know we get 1.4 million views on youtube and i want to encourage people to subscribe to our youtube channel and share this information on itunes as well because the more people that find out that there are doctors who understand a natural way to support a healthy immune system and don't just randomly prescribe antibiotics to just anyone who walks in the door. I mean, that's a quick turn and shake. Hey, come on in. Yeah, here here's your antibiotic and out the door. Not thinking that, what what are you really doing for the patient? I mean, where, where have we gone with, you know, a detailed in-depth uh, history and physical, which a lot over the uh, over the online uh, questionnaires, we have 110 questionnaire that people can fill out and we can forward to. And I know Dr. Neal has his series of questions as as well. So I know we've covered a lot of ground, Dr. Anil. And in closing, what is it that you look at when a patient is consulted uh, and they present with some symptoms? Let's say they have a fever and they have a sore throat and congestion and they're curious and they don't know whether they have this coronavirus or not. I know there's a lot of tests out there that being purported to to identify, but it's not really the identification of the virus itself, is it? These tests are based on antibodies. So we, we really have to be cautious about how we go about treatment uh, with people that come in to present and and need uh, some guidance.
0: Um, yeah. No, it's, it's interesting. I, I have the um, thank you for all of that. And I, I, I think that, you know, we're, we're, I'm very lucky in the clinical setup that I'm at with right now because I have access to real time testing where I could get a CBC in eight minutes and I could have a point of care flu test and um, strep test in minutes and look at a white blood cell differential and do a peripheral blood smear everything immediately in, in my acute care setting. Um, so, you know, as in regards to the diagnosis and treatment of this, you know, we're still in its infancy. We discussed before, there's multiple new companies coming to market with different forms of testing. And, um, it's exciting to see that, you know, the advancements and how quickly we're moving forward with, uh, access to care and diagnosis. I know that, um, the uh, World Health Organization is now undergoing four different clinical trials of um, different uh, proposed uh, therapies for coronavirus. So we'll see how that that pans out. Um, And uh, right now, the best thing we could do is just uh, de-stress and enjoy our time with our family and eat healthy and uh, just take care of ourselves while we're in in quarantine, you know, I'm in uh, Maryland here, and uh, it's officially non-essential businesses are shut down. I still have to go to work uh, tomorrow, um, but uh, you know, essentially, hopefully, people are going to stay home and just eat their their supply food and enjoy themselves, you know.
1: A- Absolutely. You know, it, it's really exciting to have you on as a guest, and I know you got to return to the battle lines. And uh, meanwhile, uh, please uh, check out our show notes so you can find out how you can locate and uh, work directly uh, with uh, Dr. Anil uh, Bashanath and myself, Dr. Nick Delgado. We're here to guide you, to counsel you. Uh, you heard it. There's an opening up of laws across state lines where people can be consulted. From my perspective, uh, I'm a nutritional consultant. So I'm able to evaluate and talk about your nutrition, your health, your lifestyle, and all of which plays a big role in building up the immune system to live a longer, better quality life. Dr. Anil, you've been an amazing guest, and uh, we thank you so much. Uh, please everyone take a look at nickdelgado.com that's nickdelgado.com because we have an incredible webinar coming up here in a few days and that uh, you can register right now for the live course and then we'll see what we can do to get dr anil back on uh, towards friday when his schedule opens up a little bit dr anil you be well you be strong and thank you sir uh, we appreciate you being a guest thank you so much Thank you, Nick. Have a good night. You too. Please give us a review on iTunes and we'll be happy out of a group of reviews to choose a lucky winner of one of our award-winning products. It could be EstroBlock, Adrenal DMG, Stem Cell Strong, or even Power and Speed. We'll ship you a bottle at no cost. You'll enjoy it just from basically giving us a review on iTunes. Also, visit DelgadoProtocol.com. That's delgadoprotocol.com and take our free hormonal quiz. Looking forward to assisting you to be your absolute best.